Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Two Sisters podcast. Today is Wealth Wellness Wednesday, August 24th, 2022. As you may see, we are down one sister, but I've adopted one for the day. So we have an amazing <laughs> guest, and we are not going live because my new laptop is having issues, let's just say. It's been a little temperamental, but you know, here are Two Sisters. <laughs> that doesn't stop us from sharing what we are passionate about. And so without further ado, I would love to introduce my guest, Julie DeLuca Collins, who also is a Connecticut, Connecticut resident, although I'm in Maryland right now. So welcome to the Two Sisters podcast. Hi, Janice. Thank you so much for having me. What a pleasure and honor to be on your show today. Oh, well, thank you so much. And as we were connecting this morning, literally, and uh, my <laughs> end was having issues here, you know, what I always find amazing about connecting with guests from all over the world, and specifically one who lives in my home state, is that doesn't stop us. Mm, it's true. Unstoppable for sure unstoppable for sure. So Julie, you are the founder and CEO of Go Confidentially, I'm sorry, Go Confidently Services and the host of Casa de Confidence podcast. Tell us a little bit about that. You know, it is a love child of mine. Um, I spent a good part of the last 20 years in corporate America. I climbed that corporate ladder as many of us want to do. And every time I got a new promotion, I kept going because I wanted more. And I knew that I was meant you know, to do great things. I was very passionate about the organization that I, the two organizations that I mainly spend my, spent my career in. Uh, we helped um, in the education industry. We worked with schools, partner to provide services to students and the support and training to teachers. And again, teaching is in my blood, but there was something more that I wanted. And I knew that eventually I was going to do it. I've been a mentor, a leader, a coach in several different um, venues at the local colleges and universities here. I've worked as a mentor for the leadership programs for young women going to school. I've also, um, the state of Connecticut asked me to be in the governor's council and advisory board for the, the committee for women and girls. And I knew that I wanted to, again, continue to support women because as I climbed that corporate ladder, um, I found that many of my fellow females were not coming along with me for one reason or another. And I would hear from them, oh, I wish I was as confident as you are to keep going or to grow in my career. Or uh, a lot of people would say, oh, you know, I've been thinking of starting my business or I wanna start a business, but I don't, I don't even know, I don't think I could do it. And there was so much doubt for me. Um, I was so fortunate enough my dad was always a firm believer that I could do anything I set my mind to. And he said, honey, what is next for you? What are you doing? And um, from an early age, he shared the quote by Henry David Thoreau, go confidently in the direction of your dreams. So that's something that was sort of ingrained in me. And he breathed that belief into me that even when I wasn't feeling so confident in my skill or a little shaky, I could move forward and keep going and, and, and get to those dreams. So when um, the pandemic hit, I was laid off 
And when I was laid off, I um, knew exactly what I was going to do. I said, okay, I have a couple coaching certifications. I knew that this was something I had worked that someday in the future, but the future is now. I'm going to launch my own coaching practice. Um, I'm going to work as a consultant with groups and also be able to help women find the confidence that it takes to run a business successfully, be able to believe in themselves, to go after their dreams. And the podcast came about because I was turning 50 and we were in the middle of the pandemic and my husband knew that not only had I been laid off, I was turning 50, I was not having the big party I was planning and he needed to find a way to distract me. So that's what he did. He got the podcasting equipment and he said, I'll edit the podcast. Um, he'd done sound in college. So this came as a natural progression. And now it is such a beautiful um, place for us because we are working with women specifically to help them. A lot of women in midlife specifically are going through so many different changes, whether it be empty nest or shifting careers or health wise, right? We're all seeing the shift of our bodies or minds. Um, and I want to provide that safe space where they can be the confident you that they want to be and they envision being, but need the extra support and the person that is going to come alongside them to do so. So that's how this all started. And that is so beautiful on so many different levels. And I, of course, can resonate when you were talking about your dad. And, you know, my dad always, uh, what I remember throughout my life is when he was trying to say something to me in such a way, he wanted to say it with actually coming out and saying exactly. And it was meant to, for me to really think about what I wanted. And he would always say, Janice Regina, truly <laughs> would start out with truly. And which was is um, the name of part of my other business, Truly Your VA. Oh, love it. Yeah, and, and that obviously has such meaning for me. But, you know, it really goes back to the confidence part of, you know, being, <clears throat> excuse me, being in this digital world today where we have to pivot on so many different levels as mm -hmm. we did this morning. And of course, you know, I, it flustered me a tad. I'm not going to lie, but we go <laughs> confidently moving forward because we know what our abilities are. But, you know, my sister and I, when we started out the two sisters podcast, it was during the pandemic. Yeah. I happened to say to her, Hey, we should start a podcast. She's like, okay, yeah, that's great. You get everything up and running. And she hung up the phone and I was like, oh, okay. Okay. What do I do? So, right. And, you know, we, and we look back on our journey and uh, a couple of weeks ago, we just celebrated our 500th episode. Oh, amazing. Yeah. And it's, it's, I think what's so beautiful about that is the, as you mentioned, is the confidence part, whatever we do. And for women and girls, there's an extra, I think an extra layer of Hmm. I want to say sometimes that that fear creeps mm -hmm. in for sure. And I think that, you know, and, and I I look at myself as a nine year old and um, I carry a picture. You know, people think I'm crazy. They I when I open my phone, I have a picture of myself at nine 
uh, on my phone. And that's the first thing I see. Um, and the reason I see that is because that little girl had a lot of big dreams. And I think that many of us, you know, had many big dreams, especially, you know, as contemporaries, um, women of a certain age now, Gen X, I guess. Um, but I do what I do because I want to model for my niece who is nine today, the possibility of what she can do because she has seen somebody do it. And yes, there's many of us who are forging away, but for the most part, we didn't see a lot of women doing the things that we are doing now, even in our fifties. I, I just had this conversation with somebody else. Um, I, my mom in her fifties, I saw someone that, you know, just the life was, oh, I'm 50. No one's going to want to hire me. Who's going to want this old woman? I'm past my prime. There's in, in that's a lot of the messaging that I was getting in my early twenties. And as I continue to um, age, I wanted to redefine what this age was going to be. I want to redefine what being in my 60s is going to look like in my 70s and my 80s. And the reason that I do it is because if I can do that for myself, then my niece who is nine, my nieces who are in their 20s are seeing that they can write the rules for themselves. And there's no rules that somebody else gives you um, that you can really, truly um, come into your own, the thing that you want and be happy about it. And, you know, and be happy about it, yeah. right? Because we all want that happiness. And having recently turned 60 years old myself and, you know, this past year with my son's accident and kind of mm. re-looking at everything in such a way. For instance, you know, the date that my son had his accident, you know, I was probably about a week before hitting my first uh, five-figure month. Wow. Ready to tip the scales. Mm. And, and by the way, everyone knows, you know, Ryan's doing okay. Oh, so good. So good. Yeah. Bless and grateful. But what a big thing I learned from that experience, not only as Ryan's mom, but as, you know, being a woman, almost, you know, I was 59 at the time, you know, entering that next decade. And it just made me look at everything so differently that I wanted to change it in such a way. I looked at everything differently and mm. I wanted to be bottom line, be true to myself. Yeah. Redefined everything for me. So, you know, th that redefining and the confidence goes such a long way and establishing that foundation where we feel, feel comfortable. Now, the, the redefinition for me obviously would be probably different from somebody else starting a new entrepreneurship um, journey, especially in their 20s or 30s. But the point being that it is possible, it is doable. Yeah. Even, even with that fear, Julie, don't you think that sometimes that fear is what propels us? Oh, for sure. You know, I, I, um, I, there's so many different analogies, but I, I actually feel that um, when we say, let's be fearless and go and, and, you know, do the thing, 
you're really creating a message that's really counterintuitive. We have to normalize that fear is part of the human experience. We have to normalize that we are going to feel afraid and taking the step despite the fear is what bravery is, is what courage means. And, you know, sometimes our brain is going to be programmed to tell us, you know, and keep us safe, right? And tell us like, oh, no, you can't go into being an entrepreneur. People are going to laugh at you. What are people going to think? Like, I remember thinking um, I'd been... The reason I probably didn't leave my job, and again, I was in the C-suite, I had a comfortable job, I had a job that I was good at, but the fear for me was all the stories that were in my brain. Oh, people are going to think you're crazy to leave your job. What are people going to say about you starting your own business? Um, But when I was laid off, I was afraid, of course. I mean, the fear of, you know, could I do this? How will I do this? Was still there but doing it and taking the first step. And when you move into action, um, it's what you start to generate the evidence that you can do um, what you're meant to do, that you are capable, that you're trying, that, hey, even if you mess up, you can be successful. And that's so true because there are, you know, gosh, you know, I have a list of things that have went wrong or that I did wrong. But that really, for me, was a learning experience. Mm. Because I think people relate to your story in such a way, but they also look maybe at your mistakes as you as a fail, not as a failure, but like, okay, well, they set out to do um, a particular thing, it didn't go the way they expected it to, mm-hmm. but that it led them in a different direction that turned out to be so much more beautiful. So I think there's, there's ground for, um, there's always room for improvement. There's always, yes. you know, even if you feel that a mistake happens, mm-hmm. it, is it really a mistake? Um, you know, and that's the thing that we, and I would say it, when it comes to education, that's a little bit of now later on, I am a big proponent of um, exploring the possibility. It's not a pass or fail. It is an effort in the lessons that we, we get from, you know, like I, I think back, I, I was terrible at math. <laughs> And maybe that's a story that I keep telling myself, but I, 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 it was a fact in high school, I had to repeat my, one of my algebra classes and go to summer school. I failed it. There's no other way to say it. But what I really learned is I had a teacher in summer school who would really spend the time and not focusing on teaching us the new things and look at this and, oh, you're doing so great. But she really spent time on looking at what we weren't able to do and where we were failing and walking us through the process, walking us through the process and then having explained, having us explain to her the process, because when you can teach something, then you're better at it. You have a better concept of it. And I think that this is what happens a lot for women in business that um, we believe we need to have all the answers, but we can start from a place of, Um, not having it together and practicing ourselves. And then the more that we practice it, the better that we become at it. And then the more that we can say, okay, this is how I did it. And this is where I went wrong um, and help others in the process. 
That is so true. Um, oh my gosh, I can relate to so many different stories with that. You know, from, for instance, I'm on my new um, laptop here and I'm an Apple girl. This is a Hewlett Packard. Um, <laughs> so, you know, a little different, okay. But, you know, we work through it and we, we make it happen. Again, maybe not the way that we expected it to, but it led us to a new discovery. You know, think of all those things that we've done as women, whether it be in, you know, working with an application such as Canva or mm. whatever that person is working on. If they want to start a podcast, like if you listen to like a, the, our first, first few podcasts, like I crack up. I just think it's hilarious <laughs> because yeah. the, the sound is terrible. Like we had no clue what we were doing, but we did it with passion we did it with yes. so and that's what we wanted to bring to the two sisters podcast the wellness podcast because for us it wasn't about being perfect it was about sharing the message of wellness that overall mm -hmm. and i think i think we i think we've done pretty well you know we've come a long way but that doesn't mean that we stop that like okay here we are you know, we learn and we progress, which brings up me to the next. Um, I know that you're a tiny habits coach. Mm -hmm. um, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Because habits are the foundation for everything that we do, good, bad, or indifferent. Well, I'm so glad you asked. Uh, tiny habits is one of my favorite things. And again, selfishly enough, I became a tiny habits coach because, well, I I um, always have tried to create new habits for my life. I'm always like, oh, I want to do this. And I found myself um, failing <laughs> after a while. And I thought there's got to be some a piece of this that I'm missing. And I had read the books, The Power of Habits, Atomic Habits, and I love them. And there, there really are great books when it comes to content. The piece that was missing for me is I actually heard Dr. B.J. Fogg, and he is the leading researcher in uh, behavioral science at a Stanford University. And he has done the most research when it comes to habits. Um, and unlike some of the other people that have written habits books who are not uh, scientists in this area, um, he had um, the little missing piece, at least for me. Our brain changes when we feel good, number one. And when we are you know, trying to create a new habit and we fail and we feel bad and we beat ourselves up, we're not gonna change, that's number one. Number two, your brain doesn't change in 21 days, 66 days. It's not going to happen. Your brain changes when you can do a task and you're successful at it and you celebrate it. Um, the problem is most of us start to create habits relying on motivation. Motivation changes. So if you're trying to do, for instance, let's say I wanted to start running and I haven't been running, but I'm gonna say, you know what? I'm gonna go every day and for an hour, I'm gonna go out for a run and I'll, I'll walk run. Even if I'm walking running for an hour, uh, the first day I may be motivated because, you know, I signed up for this brand new race. The second day, oh, you know, my dogs are crazy. Oh, I'll go later. And life starts to happen. And then the ha the hard task um, becomes harder because your motivation is not there to help you through it. So the concept of tiny habits is that you create a moment in time where you already have 
um, an automation in your life, right? So for instance, one of the tiny habits that we teach all the time um, is we open our eyes in the morning or put our feet on the ground as we get out of bed. That's a, that's a habit. That's something that we automatically do. So we call this the Maui habit. Uh, Dr. Fogg has a house in Hawaii. So he talks about uh, the tiny habit of the Maui habit is saying, it's going to be a great day. And yay, celebrating that. So some days I get up and I put my feet in the ground and I tell my dogs, boys, it's going to be a great day. And I, you know, give myself a smile. Um, I have to tell you that, that habit creates that positive um, of headspace for me as I start my day. Um, the other thing, you know, I'd like to drink at least 120 ounces of water daily. If I haven't been drinking my water, that becomes very difficult. So the tiny habit, and this is what we call recipes, right? I'm not relying on the motivation of having to go drink my water, but I'm pairing the action of drinking my water with an existing automation. My other automation is when I come downstairs, my dogs need to go outside. So as I let them out, and that is my anchor moment, I fill my water bottle. I am not going for drinking the whole jug or anything other than filling the bottle. When I let them in, then I take the first chug of water. Um, and that begins that uh, momentum, right? So now automation, I have to go to the water, I, dr I to the bathroom, I drank water. So then that means after I come back from the bathroom, I chug some more water. So you see what ends up happening is I'm not relying on feeling like drinking my water on that motivation. I am really relying on the automicity. And then what happens is it's just an automation. I just, my body starts to, okay, this is what I do. I open the door, fill in the bottle and I keep going. And that's what Tiny Habits is about. It's about creating the moments in which these recipes are paired with existing behavior. So you are not relying on the motivation. And many people think, oh, but you know, I wanna start big. Tiny is mighty is what we talk about in the tiny habits world. Tiny is mighty. And just like a little seed, your tiny habit will grow if you continue to practice it. That is so true because it's those habits that establish uh, such a, when you think about it, a basic foundation. Now, habits, as we all know, can be bad. And, and I think a lot of times, obviously, you being the expert on, um, you know, certified as a tiny habits coach, I think sometimes we fall obviously into that trap where we know maybe we know not maybe we know that a particular thing is not good for us, but we mm -hmm. do it anyways, because it's normal, and we yeah. like to feel normal. And I think that goes a long way with when we look at something as simple as what you were describing, you know, drinking water, like your goal or that you've established for yourself is 120 ounces. Well, you don't look at it as, oh my God, I have to drink 120 ounces. You've created an automation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is, and I mean, that's, that's pretty fantastic. Yeah. And, and, you know, you don't have to, um, you know, like you mentioned, right? We have a lot of habits that don't serve us. And really through tiny habits, I was also able to break habits that didn't serve me. 
by 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 changing them to new behaviors. Um, because again, like I said, your brain is going to want to automate things. Your brain wants to be efficient. 80% of everything that we do throughout the day is an automation. Um, but what you're just doing is you're creating new passageways and really, you know, change. We hear it all the time. Change is hard. Um, change typically can be hard because we are trying to rewire our brain and our brain is wired for comfort. And we, it goes back to, um, <clears throat> that mammalian brain thinks, oh no, danger, danger. She's doing something different from before. No, no, no. Go back to what we know, what's comfortable, uh, creating a new habit, for instance, exercising. If you haven't been exercising, um, your brain starts to tell you, oh, it's going to be hard. You're going to sweat. Your muscles are going to be sore the next day. Um, and then that's how we talk ourselves out of it. But if you just say to yourself, you know what? I am just going to do three squats today, three squats. And you're like, oh, that was easy. And then you celebrate after doing the three squats, right? Then guess what? Then you all of a sudden you're like, feel more motivated to do something else. And your motivation begins to change, but never rely on the motivation to create new habits. Exactly. And it's, you know, being truthful to yourself not and and i don't mean in a sense of oh i'm bad i didn't get this workout in today but more more of like okay look at your day in such a way where you can do things a little differently and you know maybe you set out to i, I always refer to kickboxing because i love kickboxing. <laughs> yeah but okay you know i'm in a beautiful area why don't i take a power walk like don't don't put yourself in chains. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that sometimes we, um, we, def we, we create a story around the thing, right? And that's what keeps us from being able to move in the direction that we want. And ultimately, this is why um, working with a coach is so important at times or leveraging the skills of somebody else that it's already doing the thing that you do. Um, because they can support you through the process, you know, and I know that, you know, for instance, you, you, um, in your business, you help business owners with a virtual assistant. Um, we are so, we, we are so, um, I call it the frenemy of the entrepreneur. As an entrepreneur, we have this frenemy that we are so, um, used to doing all the work. Oh my God, I, I, I need to do this. What, but no, you don't need to do it you're just programmed to do it, but it's okay to say, Hey, I'm going to start slow. Maybe there's one thing I can give to somebody else. Maybe there's one thing that I can partner with somebody else to help me with and be open to the idea that your brain is going to say, no, they'll never do it. And they'll give you all the reasons why you can't. But if you're just willing to at least start small, you can then continue to grow and find the success and celebrate the successes because then your brain is going to want to continue to feel good. And that's so important to celebrate those successes, mm. little as we think they may be. Yeah. So you didn't get to go kickboxing today, go for a nice walk. And how good would that still make you feel? I think that is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Now, Julie, how can our viewers and listeners connect with you further? Sure. So you can actually connect with me at go confidentlycoaching.com. 
I am also Julie DeLuca Collins with two C's on all of the social media platforms. I am actually uh, exploring in um, an experiment uh, on TikTok. So I've been doing a lot of TikToks lately. And oh. uh, you can go watch uh, some of my, it, you know, it's a funny platform. It just kind of feels like this place where, you know, it's very familiar. You go in and you, you don't have to have, you know, yourself all pulled together um, like LinkedIn. <laughs> uh, but it's it's a really fun platform. And I've been really enjoying uh, being able to share quick uh, tips and, and tricks and maybe a little bit of my dogs <laughs> on TikTok. But you can find me in all the platforms. And the podcast is Casa de Confidence. Wonderful. Now, obviously, I'll make sure that all that information gets in the show notes. Julie, I want to thank you so much for your time today and really diving deep into habits and how they affect our everyday lives and how we can simplify and go confidently moving forward. Thank you so much for being on the Two Sisters podcast. And I hope you will definitely consider visiting us again real soon. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much, Janice. I so appreciate your time and the ability to be able to chat about one of my favorite topics. And by the way, if any of your listeners are interested, there is a free Tiny Habits Challenge weekly. They can contact me. And this is something that the Tiny Habits Academy we put out into the world. You don't have to pay. You don't have to. There's no obligation. But this will teach you tiny habits. And you can find the information um, if you connect with me. And I'll send you the details. But thank you so much. And don't forget, go confidently in the direction of your dreams. I love that. Thank you so much, everyone. I want to thank you for tuning in and listening to the Two Sisters podcast. Remember, it's Wealth Wellness Wednesday, your chance to go out in the world and create that ripple effect. It's not about the monetary amount. It's about spreading happiness, going confidently. This has been an amazing podcast. We hope you visit us again very soon. And remember, Go confidently. You can do it. Celebrate those little wins as well as the big ones. Thank you so much, everyone, and have a great day.